welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 21st of May 2017, entitled, Great Things We Should Not Forget. And the Bible reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. So stand and read these three verses, please. Chapter 13, Hebrews, verse 1 to 3. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Amen. Let's pray, dear Lord. We uh, are now in uh, this time, at this time of um, preaching the Word of God and opening the Bible and listening to your word. And um, we just want you, Lord, to speak to our hearts. And Lord, I just want you to take all these words and uh, help each and every one of us in the way only you know how to do it, Lord. And uh, you know the needs of uh, each individual here, Lord. You know the valleys and uh, the struggles that uh, each and everyone is going through, Lord. So we just commit all of them into your hands and we pray that uh, your will be done in our lives, in your service today, Lord, and you'll bless each and every one of us. And if there is anyone that uh, needs Jesus Christ as their own Lord and Savior, Lord, we pray that this will be their day. Help them to understand your word. Help them understand that uh, only through Jesus Christ they can have hope for eternity. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We read in Colossians earlier today. We pray that you will work in a mighty way in your people today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have a seat, please. Uh, Apostle Paul, in uh, in his books... Um, keeps on reminding people uh, about different things. And uh, I know that we as men, uh, we don't like to be repeated. If they tell us once, uh, we know what we need to do. But remember, God had to uh, call people on their names three times. Abraham, 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 Adam, Adam. Uh, we tend to forget, but uh, it's only our pride that <laughs> uh, stays in the way, and we don't want to be reminded. Paul says that uh, I need to remind you these things. Uh, and in all reality, if we want to learn something, we have to repeat and repeat and keep on repeating. Otherwise, we won't retain too much. If we read the book, uh, doesn't mean we know. All that book by heart. We need to read it again and again and again. And more things will uh, stay in our mind. So the Bible is the same. We, we find uh, different books uh, with same topics. And uh, God wants, you know, through different books to speak to us, to our hearts, to our minds. And uh, he wants us not only to learn, but to apply what we learn. But how can you apply something if you don't know the thing? So first is learn. We need to learn. Paul uh, told Timothy, study to show thyself approved. 
So we have to study the Word of God. Not only uh, read it, but study it. Uh, that means meditate on the Word of God. We need to meditate on this Word of God. This is the Word of God. Even if some people don't accept it as the Word of God, the eternal Word of God, we believe that this is the inspired Word of God. And I had a chance to speak um, uh, the other day with a Muslim, and uh, he, he came to me saying that, and he's right, he's right. It, it said, what he said is right. Uh, look around the world, Islam is increasing, Christianity is decreasing. Just like I said earlier about the money of the church here. The income is decreasing, and hopefully the debt is not increasing. <laughs> no debt, okay? Debt free. But it's sad. He's right. And you know why? Because uh, I see people wearing, you know, long, you know, boys with long dresses, white dresses, a cap on their head, and the back here, going to the uh, temple or what do they call it? Uh, mosque. Sorry, mass mosque, and they study their book. We have Sunday school, a few people, a handful of people come to study the Word of God. But I have some uh, uh, colleagues that the surgery and they say, no, uh, I need to send my son to the mosque. This time I need to go and pick him up. I need to give him a ride back. And he's, she's doing all the arrangements for him to study the book, their book. And how many arrangements do we make for our children to go and study the book? What book? Not their book. See? Holy Bible. We're too busy to make arrangements for our children to study. To make arrangements for ourselves to study the Word of God. But they do. No wonder the number is increasing and our number is decreasing. Because it's our fault. We don't do too much. We don't sacrifice. And the first verse talks about sacrifice, you know. And my, my uh, uh, message is entitled, Three Things We Should Not Forget. The first thing is uh, found in verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Let love continue. La let charity continue. Let sacrificial love continue. That's where we have a problem with the sacrificial love. Unlike Sacrifice. I mean, we like to sacrifice when we gain something, when we see something, substance, you know, you know, when we see something in our pocket, in our wallet, in our purse or somewhere, in our bank account, and we make sacrifices to be uh, at work at the proper time, okay, and even do extra hours just to make sure we make, you know, enough money to pay for this car, for, you know, this house, for that child, you know, for everything we want to, for that trip, that holiday, and so forth. So we do sacrifice something when we get something else in return and we see it, and it's good for this flesh. But don't forget that the old man died on the cross. If you are saved through the uh, blood of Jesus Christ through his sacrifice, sacrifice, amen. Uh, the old man, your old man, my old man died with Christ. Why do we feed? Do we still feed 
the old man. When the Bible says it's old, it's buried with Christ. And now a new man came to life and walk in newness of life. This walk in newness of life is a walk uh, uh, that uh, is uh, powered by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit that uh, lives within you is love because God is love. And this love is a sacrificial love, agape in uh, the Greek language. Uh, agape is uh, a term, a word that is found only in the Bible. Not in the lay, uh, in the, not in other areas, okay? Only in the religion area. In the religious literature, not outside of it. So agape is found, agape is found only uh, with God because he loves agape. He loves with that sacrificial love that uh, he sent Jesus Christ to die for you and me while we are yet sinners. That's love. We love when we get something in exchange. <laughs> right? Because it's the old man. The old man says, okay, give me something, I'll give you in exchange. If you don't give me anything, I won't give you anything in return. But Paul talks about love, not only here, but we know, uh, we all know First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, the book of uh, love. It covers everything. It forgives that's the kind of love God had and God who is within needs to manifest through us. People need to see us people of love, people of sacrificial love. Peter talks about uh, the same love in First uh, Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And above all things have fervent charity. That's love. From 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where Paul was, you know, telling us about real love. Sacrificial love. And it says, above all things have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. It's exactly what Paul said in 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, that charity covers mistakes, sins. So, God, who came to dwell in you and me at the moment of salvation, God is love. What kind of love? Sacrificial love, charity. And Paul says here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, Let brotherly love continue. Let this love Continue. What do you mean by that? Let God stay in there. God stays in my heart. He doesn't want to leave my heart. And he will never leave my heart. Because uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says that uh, when I believed in Jesus Christ, I accepted him. He came into my heart and he sealed me with his spirit. And Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 says that he's, I'm sealed with that Holy Spirit till the day of redemption. That means the day I will leave this earth, this body. So God doesn't want to leave me or you. If you are 
his child is not going to leave you. But what Paul is trying to say here is that we should let this love manifest through, through us. Let this charity be visible in you. Continue to be visible. Oh yeah, after you know salvation, we, we had a time of uh, joy and uh, we enjoyed uh, the new life we received in Jesus Christ. We we're so excited about you know this new life and uh, like you know the saying, uh, a miracle doesn't last more than three days, right? That's that's a saying in my country and I, I believe it's all over the world. And they all say, okay, okay, I know, I know you're so excited, Shelly, about getting married with Rob. But you know, after three days, you'll just burst like a balloon. Okay? That's what people say about us. Oh, we're Christians. Yeah. Oh, you're a Christian. Good. The devil comes and says, yeah, you're a Christian. Good. I'm glad. Three days. Wait. I'll wait for three days. And then I'll come back to you. After three days, hey, how about your new life? Oh, you know. Something happened. What? Oh, you know, problems. Where? At home. At work. You know, so people kind of, you know, have a fervent love at first. Like love at first sight, right? You love so much. And then when you get deeper and deeper, this love, instead of going up, goes down. And this is very, you know, this is true for most of the Christians, they're so excited when they get saved, and after that, they start going down. I mean, where is that fervent love you had for your wife? I, it became a routine. I see her every day, right? The 25 years. She's older now. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not the way it was. It's different, you know? She says, oh, I got this pain here. Oh, I got this pain here. And you get tired of hearing, you know, <laughs> of these pains, you know, all the time. Say, so there is the hospital. This is the number, 911. <laughs> okay, sort yourself out, okay? <laughs> Where is that laugh? It wasn't like that at first. It was different, amen? I'll do everything, anything. That's the same with Christians. And, and Paul needs to come and remind us, hey, let your love continue. Let Jesus work through you. Let that sacrificial love continue through you. Stop worrying about this. Stop fearing about that. Trust in the Lord. Always. That's what Paul says. Trust in the Lord. Always. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus talks about that light that was lit with a purpose. And that castle that stands on a top of the hill. There is a purpose in all these things. Matthew chapter 5, uh, starting with verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. There is a purpose for a city, for a castle. Went to Lithuania, we visited the castle. It was on the 
top of a hill. Everybody could see it. We went to, what was that place here? Worksh? Tamworth, another castle there. It's on a hill. Oh, there are different reasons, you know, for that location. You know, when the enemy attacks it, you know, it's up on the hill. They can throw some hot water, pitch or whatever to kill the enemy, right? But the Bible says that a light is lit to light around. A city, a castle, you sit on the hill, it's visible. Everybody can see it. You are a castle in the Lord. You are a light of the Lord. You are set on the rock, on the strongest hill, with a purpose to light. To show the light of Jesus Christ. You are a candle. You are not to be put under a bushel, under a cover, but on a candlestick to give light all around. Continue lighting. Jesus is the light. John 1 says that Jesus is the light, the real light. When he came into your heart, he brought his light through the Holy Spirit that is there to glorify Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ needs to be seen, needs to be visible in your life, in my life. And Paul reminds us, hey, let this brotherly love, let this, this charity, this sacrificial love continue. Let Jesus Christ shine through you. Don't hide yourself. Don't stumble in different excuses. When you don't want to light, you find excuses. Light, Jesus wants you to show this light around. And it's not easy, of course, because we, we live in a uh, dark world and uh, everything around us uh, seems uh, that uh, is, you know, pushing us down. And we have to resist. We have the power of Jesus Christ resist the devil. We have the Lord. And if the Lord is with you, who can stand against you? We just need to believe the Bible. We just need to, to listen to the word of God, to the Holy Spirit that is whispering. And we can get refreshed. We can get strengthened up. The Word of God says, don't forget about charity, about sacrificial love. Continue. Continue to love even those that seem not to be loved. The second thing we find here in verse 2, and we are not to forget, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. When is the last time you entertained? Entertain doesn't mean make somebody uh, <laughs> happy, okay? Uh, when is the last time you had some guests? 
When is the last time you used hospitality? Because this is actually what Paul says here. Be hospitable. And, and I was this morning, so I said, I've never heard this word here in England. I don't know why. Have you ever heard this hospitable here? This is an English word. But being around here, I've, I haven't lived here more than two years. I admit that. But in this almost two years, I've never heard this word hospitable. Why? Any reason? Some people blame the culture. Oh, this is our culture here. I mean, if we look uh, in the Bible, we see people being hospitable, using hospitality. I mean, accepting people in their uh, homes. Like Abraham, for example, he saw three strangers in Genesis chapter 18. And he says, oh, come on in. In English, is stay out. I'll lock the door. I'll lock me in. Right? You are a stranger. I know, and I'm a stranger. Maybe I sound strange too. <laughs> and I do. Uh, but the Bible says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Right? <laughs> That's, I didn't write the Bible. Amen. If you come to Romania, it will be strangers. And I'll <laughs> let you in. Okay? It's like that preacher who was preaching so hard. And he choked with a fly because the fly was flying and he... The fly just went into his mouth. <coughs> and people were, you know, curious to see what he has to say. He says, <coughs> it was a stranger and I took him in. <laughs> this is the Bible. This is the Bible. Be hospitable. Okay, entertain strangers. Use hospitality. When is the last time you use hospitality? You know, Peter talks about the same thing in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Without grudging. I remember when uh, my wife and I started uh, to uh, minister in Romania 25, back 25 years ago. Uh, we were uh, starting a children's ministry in a small mission church. Uh, those people there were so excited to see us, to see us work with their children. It was just a few people there, but they all wanted us in their homes. They wanted to use hospitality. And they said, oh, please come to our house, have lunch with us after church. Okay. We'd go there on Saturday, uh, spend time, teach their children. And then Sunday morning again, teach their children and then say, please come. You know, next time come to me. The other friends say, next time come to me. So, okay, okay, we'll just make a, a list with everyone. And um, it was good for a, a period of time. After that, <laughs> they started grudging. Oh, it's too expensive to have you here all the time. So, would you go to that, brother? <laughs> so, use hospitality without grudging. Okay? It all starts well. Oh, we want to be hospitable. We want to uh, entertain strangers. Okay, my house is uh, open for you. But then we start grudging. It's too much. This guy is bothering me now. Right? Too much. I have my own. I need my uh, own privacy and I have the right, you know, <laughs> to have my own privacy. Don't get too close to me, okay? But we speak about 
Christians here, we don't speak about heathens, about people that have no God, no, no love of God in themselves, no, no spirit of God in themselves. We speak about children of God, about Christians, about those who, who have a new life. What's wrong with hospitality? What happened to it? It's not our culture. It's not in our culture. We don't talk about culture here. We talk about God. We, we talk about the Bible. The Bible has no boundaries. You know. I mean, it's good in this country. It's not good in this other country. It's fit for our culture. It's not fit for this other culture. And uh, let you know him do it, not me. People, we need to to know the Bible, and we need to apply the Bible. We need to apply the Bible. Some people entertain angels. They didn't know they were angels. If if we knew somebody was an angel waiting, you know, at the door, would go and open the door, and you know, slay the nicest cough and uh, make the nicest. Uh, breads and whatever, like Abraham did, but he didn't know. That's the difference. He did it because he didn't know it. We would do it only if we knew it, right? It's a, there is a difference. No interest, no personal interest in Abraham. He just wanted to be a good host. And he was. And you see the Bible is praising, praising him for that. James, in uh, chapter 2, in his uh, letter here, chapter 2, uh, from verse 1 through uh, verse 4, says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if they come unto your assembly, a man with a gold ring, in uh, goodly apparel, and they come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are you not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Respect of persons. That's how we deal with people, with respect of persons. We look at at this one, and uh, we look at the apparel, and uh, we look at the other one, uh, the apparel, and then we decide uh, whoever needs to stand and whoever needs to sit. And uh, if they both need to sit, uh, we find uh, the best uh, seat for the one that looks better, and my footstool for the other one. Oh, here, here, my footstool, you know, this is your place. Respect of person and we become what judges of evil thoughts this is not hospitality when jesus christ was with his disciples 12 and one of them betrayed him he invited them for the last supper you see fellowship involves food and when you uh, accept guests it involves food Abraham did, okay? Jesus did. They ate. Read the Bible, they ate. Fellowship involves food. And we like fellowships, right? Fellowships here involve sweets and coffee and tea. <laughs> At the banquet, yeah, we'll eat some food there. 
And we like that. But let it be on a neutral ground. Huh? No, no, the Bible says, use hospitality, open the doors of your house. Okay? Jesus opened the door and he invited his disciples and they came. And then he takes that towel, he takes that bowl of water, and he kneels before them. And he, he, he starts washing their feet. He didn't say, you sit here, and you sit up here, and you away from me, because you stink. He didn't say that. Amen? He washed all their feet. When you have guests in your house, do like Jesus, you do what Jesus did. Humble yourself. Feel honored that you have guests in your home. You have no friends, you have no guests. <laughs> Die alone, if that's what you want. Jesus didn't come for himself. He came to look or to seek, okay? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He needs you and me for fellowship. Doesn't want heaven without you and me. He wants heaven with you and me. And not only you and me, but others and others. Let's not forget to entertain strangers, to be hospitable. And number three, do not forget, it says here in verse 3, Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Do not forget those that are in bonds. Paul was in bonds. Paul had to suffer in prison. So many times he had to suffer. But he never gave up on Jesus Christ. He never changed his mind about hospitality, about love. He's the one that says, let brotherly love continue. He proved his love, sacrificial love. He says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. He's the one that was hospitable. He continued to be. He says in verse 3, remember them that are in bonds. He was in bonds. He was in prison, in chains, real chains. If you go and visit different castles around here or in other countries, uh, we went to Lithuania, we visited the place where they actually killed 30,000 Jewish people in World War II. 30,000 souls, people, not animals, okay? People, extermination camp. Prison. He killed them. They say about Romania, my country, that is the worst of all. They killed more Jewish people than any other country. I don't know. I never heard. I've never been taught this way in my country, in my school, in the history classes I took. Never. I just heard recently. That's what they say. I don't know. People that kill other people. But when I went 
into the prison there in the jail and I saw the cool places or not cool like great places but the cool places I mean cold places where they kept the prisoners there it was like people come to the surgery complaining about you know this pain and uh, that pain and this pain here if they would have been here oh no and guess what? Even if they complain in the prison, nobody would listen to their crying. There's nobody to listen to their crying. People nowadays go to prison and entertain themselves. They have a good time there. They have rights. They have TVs. They have gyms where they you know, get stronger and stronger. When they come out, they know how to do it better. In Romania, there are some people that go to jail in the wintertime because winter is cold. So they know what to do to get just like three or four, five, six months of prison because they get free food, free accommodation, heat. I mean, it's warm in there. We come here sometimes and it's cold. They say, oh, it's cold in the house of the Lord. I better go home. <laughs> well, there is a worm inside. Okay, they go there because they, you know, they get some, you know, things. They, they don't have to pay. But back in those days, prisons were not the best place to choose to go to. And Paul was in prison, in bonds for the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something, there are still people... In bonds today for Jesus Christ. In different Muslim countries. Communist countries. They are still in bonds. They are still in prisons. We enjoy freedom here. We enjoy powerful sterling pound. We can, you know, do so many things in this country. And we tend to forget those who are suffering now for Jesus Christ. We don't even think of praying for them. And Paul says, remember them that are in bonds. Remember them that are suffering for the Lord Jesus Christ. There might come a time for you to suffer. You know something? When I, I did my military service for a year, I had to do some training. They said, before you go to war, if it ever happens, you need to be trained. So I had to go and get some training. And there was a way we would go to eat, you know. There was this uh, sergeant. He was the uh, lead of this platoon where I was, you know, a fresh soldier. And he would take us, you know, uh, to the, how do you call this, um, place where you eat, uh, dining hall, right? Okay. I say, okay, ready, go. One, two, one, two, one, two. And once of a sudden he says, down, down, down. So we get down. Then he says, up, up, run, run, left, right. Enemies. Enemies right here, you know, the, the airplane is uh, dropping bombs, so find your place. We finally get to the 
uh, dining hall. Okay, we we'll get some rest now. We can eat. We eat, and then afterwards, the same thing, with the full stomach of bread and soup and fish and whatever. We'd get there about the same thing, you know, every other day. Say down, down, up, up. Run to the left. Run to the right. This was the way back from the dining room to our dorms, where they would go inside and get some rest and would stay outside, hiding in the bushes because it was too hot to stay in the open. It, it gets like 40, 38 in the summer. That was the time. We had to get some training. Listen to me. There might come a time when you have to suffer more than you suffer today. And these sufferings you, you have now for Jesus Christ compared to the suffering these people, these Christians have in bounds, it's nothing. You need to get some training. Where are you going to get this training? The comfortable chair? <laughs> the chair and the heat will make us fall asleep. Amen? The preacher needs to shout. Jump up and down. But you know something? The devil is not a myth. The devil is real. The devil is real. His attacks are real. We need to pray for those who are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity. We need to pray for those who suffer adversity, those who suffer for Jesus Christ. He was also suffering in the body. We suffer because of different illnesses. And it's not easy, I know, but when you suffer for Jesus Christ, the body is affected more and more. And you know, the devil wants to smash us down, wants to, to make us suffer so we can say, no to Jesus. But if you suffer for Jesus, don't forget your reward. Your reward will come in the due time. God is there to reward you, to reward me. Don't forget three things, just three things now. Maybe others later, but three things now. Don't forget to continue loving with a sacrificial love. Don't forget to use hospitality, to take in strangers, and don't forget to pray for those who are suffering for the Lord, those who are suffering adversity. There might come a time when you will need prayer for suffering. Who will pray for you? Don't pray for anybody. You know, we like, when we complain, I had um, a couple come to me one time, and uh, she says, oh, when I uh, have a pain, and I tell my husband about it, he doesn't want to hear. He says, oh, you're complaining again. Oh, no. And when he has a pain, he wants everybody to know about his pain. And he wants us to feel <laughs> for him. 
There might come a time when you have to suffer. You won't be able to tell anybody. You never know. Be prepared. Get prepared. Pray for others. So others can pray for you. Amen.